Hey there, welcome to season eight of DJ Breast Cancer. This season is all about sharing the written word. Know that your story matters. It is all about how our words have power. It's poetry with a little bit of purpose. Writing has been so therapeutic for me, especially in the midst of difficult chapters in my life. Putting pen to paper helps me take some of the pain and worry and give it a name. It somehow feels less scary when I see it scrawled in my journal in my own handwriting. One part messy, one part message. Unlocking the secret voice inside of me, the doubts and the fears. Do you want to know a little bit of the why behind my poems and stories? When in doubt, write it out. Remember, it's your story, your life. You can share as much or as little as possible. So take my hand. Let's find the light in the darkness. Episode two is Tears in the Shower. This is a piece I wrote shortly after my mastectomy. Actually, almost probably two weeks um, and maybe a day um, after my mastectomy. When I was finally given the green light by my doctor to remove my bandages, it was a moment I had waiting for. Up until this point in time, all I wanted to do was take a shower. And the reality kind of came crashing in. It was also a very pivotal moment in my journey. Um, I had been keeping a blog and up till this point in time, everything had been very positive, very upbeat. And it was, you know, clearly cancer's not sunshine, roses, rainbows. It is a lot of loss and difficult times. And seeing a person that you don't recognize anymore. This poem epitomizes all of that. So here we go. Tears in the shower. I cried my tears in the shower, the salt mixed with rain. I cried my tears in the shower, so no one could see my pain. I cried my tears in the shower at the scars across my chest. I cried my tears in the shower for my body lost. I loved it best. I cried my tears in the shower. One look in the mirror was hard to take. I cried my tears in the shower. This remaining shell was fake. Mourning a loss, never coming back. Knowing that changes are made. Permanent, temporary, sad for what is gone. Priorities of life now rearranged. Since this time, I've gone on to interview countless guests for my podcast, DJ Breast Cancer many survivors, many previvors, and a lot of them actually admit to crying in the shower. I think, honestly, probably many of us have spent some time crying in the shower. It's kind of this safe space where you can just really let it all, let it all out. So whether you're a mom, you're a wife, maybe you're single, maybe you're married, it doesn't really matter. Um, we all need some privacy. And sometimes just that five, maybe ten if you're lucky, minutes of um, privacy are just where you can kind of let all your emotions go. And I've, you know, again, in talking with many guests, I think the enormity of our emotions um, can really weigh on us. And when you finally get that chance to be by yourself and to process it, you know, it it can be very overwhelming. And so uh, it, it was important for me to to have this time and have this space and be able to really mourn the loss of the body that I had going into breast cancer. And I'm not sure that people really talk about that enough. Um, 
I know that Kim Harms, she is doing an awesome job talking about just, you know, the loss of your body. She wrote um, a book, Life Reconstructed. I think she even had her husband tape up um, papers so she didn't have to see herself in the mirror. And I think it's really important to understand that it's okay uh, to mourn the loss of your body. And, you know, whether you get a single bilateral mastectomy, whether it's a lumpectomy, things are not going to look the same as you had going into it. Um, You know, I I had a port put in at the same time as my mastectomy too. So there's this like protrusion. Then obviously um, I had a double mastectomy. So there's just, you know, two, two lines where my breasts had been. And it's really difficult time to, um, to process all that. And again, as I mentioned, up until this moment, Everything I had written, everything I had spoken about cancer had all been full of optimism. And this was the moment where kind of the curtain came down and I was feeling my feelings on a grand scale. Um, I kind of had distractions with me the entire time. So my mom came to stay with me um, and my in-laws, I think, were with me for a day as well. Um, in the hospital, and then they helped take me home. Um, my mom came and stayed for a week. We watched Say Yes to the Dress. It was really this like amazing kind of awesome time, and my mom kind of taking care of me again. Um, and I kind of felt, you know, just like a young child. And yet having my mom, we just really kind of bonded. We even took walks in my neighborhood. It was really kind of fun. And then after um, she came, my best friend came um, with her son, who is now I believe nine, which is crazy, um, but was, you know, just an infant at that time. And so she came and stayed with me for, I think, four or five days, took me to quite a few of my doctor's appointments, ultimately took me to um, the appointment where they gave me the green light that I could take my, um, you know, have my drains taken out and then shower after that point. And if you've been through any kind of surgery where you can't shower for multiple weeks, you will understand that that is like, oh, it's just the end game. It's like everything you are hoping for and wishing for. And it's really humbling to have your mom and then your best friend help you to shower, help you to brush your hair, um, you know, all these things that you just take for granted in a normal life. So showering was everything. And I had my heart set on it so much that I don't think I really realized the flip side of that coin and what showering really meant um, in terms of seeing myself in the mirror for the first time. And I think mirrors are really hard. They're really a challenge if you're going through cancer, especially, um, you know, breast cancer or things that take a physical toll on the exterior of you. Um, So first with my mastectomy and then with chemo, um, it was seeing myself in the mirror there's some partial recognition of knowing it is you, but then there's this kind of denial and kind of anger and kind of loss that you don't really recognize the body or, you know, later with chemo, the the face and the hair staring back at you. The whole package just looks different than what you, than what you know or what you feel in your head or when you think of yourself, it's not that image any longer. And so it was kind of this like, I don't know, bullying reminder of who you are now. And, and it's hard and it's very real and raw. And, 
you know, I, I talk about the shell or the fake and, you know, again, having this like protruding, um, uh, you know, port put in, um, having these two lines now across my body, it kind of comes up again, this shell or this fake, um, again, during chemo, but this just not feeling quite real, not feeling quite like who I am. And this mirror is kind of this constant check of that. And then, you know, I think there's just a loss and a trauma. Um, the impact of what this is, is, you know, we had a body, we love that body. And, you know, we, we also made decisions to change it for the better part of the whole body. And it's okay to, um, to be sad and to mourn that and to grieve that part of the body that is now gone, especially one that is so tied with you and womanhood, you know, so, you know, I, I probably looked pretty much like that body, you know, since I was a teenager and to now look back in the mirror and not see, you know, my breasts and to see who I was as a, as a person, as a woman, is really difficult. And there is a trauma and a loss. And I think that we have to mourn that and honor it. Um, I, I also think there's something too about just um, the tears in the shower and, and describing how it mixes with rain and how it all kind of comes together. And I feel, you know, looking back at this, you know, many years later, that there is something about the repetition of tears in the shower, how it's in every single line. And it really is this, you know, safe space, this um, place where I could go and grieve it, um, this kind of body of the temple. And, you know, I, I kind of let it all out on the line there. Um, and I came out of that shower door with this whole poem on my heart and in my head. And it was kind of a tribute, you know, to the body that I had once had. And I needed those words to kind of help me vocalize the feelings that I had. And then, um, you know, I, my husband was at work that day and I remember texting him and saying like, Hey, this is a really hard day. I'm really struggling here. And I said, I wrote a poem and you know, I'm, I'll share it with you when I get home and the, or when he gets home. So I did. And I remember having an honest conversation with him, like, should I share this with people? Is this too raw? Is this too real? Is this too, you know, everything? And he is usually very private and he was very adamant on this, um, that I do share it, that I do let others know that cancer is so much more and it's difficult and it's a loss and it's a challenge. And that really started me on a road of, of being vulnerable and sharing that vulnerability with others. And I do think that that's really an important thing um, to note. And I do encourage you to share however that looks like in your own life. Uh, it could just be writing the words down on a piece of paper and burning them later. Um, but I do think it's really important to take um, those feelings that you have and to honor those feelings because they are valid in every single way. Um, there's something too about the scars. Um, so this was kind of the first time really seeing myself in a different light with these scars now across my chest. Um, and I think it, it took a lot of time, um, for me to realize that scars are so very beautiful. Um, they're really a sign of what I overcame. They are a sign of my future 
And they're a sign that one body part doesn't signify, you know, the the whole. And that, you know, I, I can learn to trust and honor my body again, but it took a lot of time. It actually took a lot of time. Um, I think running was kind of one of the ways that helped me acknowledge my body um, in a new, in, in different way. And to see all that it is capable of doing. Um, but just know, like, wherever you're at with your journey, um, it does take a lot of time. It takes um, adjustment. And there's acceptance. So just like the um, five stages of grief, um, you will go through that too with your body and in mourning it. And it's a loss and it's never coming back. Um, not in the way that you once knew it, maybe. So that's kind of it in terms of tears in the shower. Um, there you have it. Um, that's kind of what I was feeling. Even as I look back today, um, I've, I've recited this poem many times at many different events and it still is really a a raw and vulnerable poem to me um I'm happy to say I don't really (laughs) cry in the shower too much um these days eight years and counting later um but I still honor the sanctity and the privacy that you have and sometimes um you know, just that intimacy with yourself and finding the space to be able to honor your feelings. Um, Nowadays, I find it more in nature. I try to make sure I carve out time to kind of be with my feelings and sit with them. Um, And and again, writing is very therapeutic for me as well. Um, So back to writing. Um, Next week, we're going to have Tiny Hairs. So that is a poem, um, kind of starts some of the chemo inspired, um, poems that I wrote. And again, if you have any piece that you want to share, or maybe you're shy and want me to have it read on the podcast, feel free to email me at djbreastcancer@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We all have stories. What's yours? <laughs>